This is the fringe. Hello. Hello. So I have a fan out of my room. Is that very audible? I hear nothing. Nothing at all? No. I mean, I hear you. That's it. Okay, that's good. I guess noise cancellation works. Oh, it's a shark on a, what is that? A vase? Yeah, it's just just the thing to hold the shark with. Okay, is that, oh, it's inflatable. Yeah. Huh, where is that from? Uh, My mom had a under the sea party for her friends at work. And so she got a bunch of these props. And this is the ring toss shark. So what you do (laughs) is you get these little inflatable rings along with the shark. And you're supposed to throw it on the nose of the shark. Nice. Okay. <laughs> huh. And so I walked into the studio today, and I, you know, I don't normally come down here anymore during the week, you know, unless I have something else to do. And I came down here, and this was just sitting on my desk, and I guess it's mine now. Nice. <laughs> or I've got an inflatable shark. Just don't jump it. Don't jump the shark. <laughs> okay, I took a picture of the inflatable shark. Post it everywhere. It's coming soon. Let's see. I don't know who I followed this week. How's that going to work? I followed exactly three three accounts, so it was conveniently exactly what we needed. Nice. Ooh, yes, I found I followed some cool people. Um, Okay, I think I've got an all right. and all right, sort of stuff. Uh, apparently, my um, synergy exploded, and so whenever I mouse up, so like to the top of any of my four monitors, it jumps over to the other Linux computer screen. Oh no! Oh my gosh! I don't even. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that's okay. I've got a shark. I just need to remember why I followed this one person. Actually, I mean, I know why I followed him, but I just don't actually remember what he does. That, that happens a lot. Wow, inflatable strike. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, uh, because WWDC is on Monday, are we going to um, you know, do our final predictions, or do we not care? Oh, yeah. We've got to do those final predictions. Got to okay. jump on that bandwagon, you know? <laughs> Since you guys are on... Uh... Outside of my network, can I have you try loading something for me? I'm sure. Paste link I can do that. I'm just curious. Oh, sorry. This is, let me delete that uh, space. It's my Plex server. I'm curious if it's automatic plug for port forwarding works or not. Because the page on my modem router uh, will not load port forwarding. I am unauthorized. I also am unauthorized. Huh. All right. Well, that solves that. Thanks. But you want to know I a have- really fun thing to do to people? Yeah. <laughs> You, what you do is you send a four or you send a four hundred one unauthorized header, but you on the screen you just say forbidden. <laughs> yep. Same. No, it's wrong. The That's shark says so. Well, so what I I have an interesting thing about that 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 might be fit for the fringe. One thing, one question I have for you, quick, Brian, is: Have you thought about using the Plex? standard access your thing from outside the network thing what is that because there's the remote access yes and it has its server mapping private and then a public ip is a different port um let me manually specify another port maybe that's can help i don't know the thing is i cannot port for port forward on my router without 
completely resetting my internet at my house, like to yeah, the point right. where I need to go to CenturyLink and say, uh, completely reset it up. Really? The, the router's from 2008 or nine. Oh. And I think I did something that internally crashes the monitoring software because it only ever loads a blank screen. I should oh, probably no. load that. I should probably load up like a web console that might help diagnose something. Right. So what I'm able to do with my Plex server is if I go to remote access settings, I believe it does some dynamic DNS shenanigans um, and just allows you to access it through plex.tv slash web anywhere else in the world without yeah. forwarding. Is that what that, you're trying to set up? Or? Yeah, that might work. Yeah, that, that actually might work. I'm just like thinking to connect to it directly without an account. Oh, yeah. So I can be like, hey, friend, here, connect to here and you can watch something if you want. Ah, gotcha. But let's see here. Oh, what? <gasps> Port forwarding works. Okay, I swear this hasn't loaded for a year or two. So, um, <laughs> no worries. Because I think uh, Plex will let you have multiple people sign into your server through its dynamic DNS stuff, but you have to then pay for the pro account of what one hundred fifty dollars or something. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I see that you found a rug dog. Good job. Oh, this is exciting. Now I can enable things. And hmm, I probably shouldn't open every port on my server. I think just that one. Yeah. And and 22 to make sure I get spammed like crazy forever. Wait, like what? For SSH? Yeah, no, I, I don't need SSH. I'm pretty sure I have that open. I don't. I, don't I, d- I just. I've been in uh, or accustomed to not having anything accessible outside of my private network for. Right. So since I lived on campus, so a good solid year now, so eh, I'm okay. I'm with ya. How's everybody doing in this heat? It's warm out. I just oh, got back I have a fan blowing on me, but forecast.io says it's 90 degrees. That's too warm. Yeah. Where where did you get back from, Brandon? I just got back from a bike ride. Um, Ooh, it sounds it warm. A and... Warm bike ride. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Sounds very very warm. Ooh, I could specify port 443 or something, and then browsers would just automatically work, right? Well, it depends if you've got an uh, SSL cert for it. <laughs> I guess 80. I should try that. That, yeah. might, that might hack it all together. Ooh, and then I need to DHCP that server so it only has one IP ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, this router is so old. <laughs> it still says Quest on the bottom of the page. Can you... Uh... Can can you just say, hey, you guys? So do you do you rent the router or did you buy it? Oh, we bought it because it's way cheaper than five dollars a month for ten years or something. Right. So the what what Comcast had had me do is in order to get the desk the discount through the U, mm-hmm. um, I had to rent the modem until the cows come home. But that just means that anytime anything remotely annoying happens about the modem, I call up and say this modem's awful. Give me a new modem. <laughs> yeah. Or, really? Or and they do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you bet. Wow. Like, yeah, just it. Oh, but just that's that's Comcast, though, right? Yeah. Well... I've, I've only done it, like, twice in the 10 years we've had the service, but... But that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Hmm. New modem every other month. <laughs> yeah. I, I Somehow I feel like they might not go for that, but once every couple years... Yeah, okay. You can, you can sure. do that when you rent it. Yeah. <laughs> One time I messed up this my network settings because I added an admin password. Then I went away to college and came back a year later, forgot the password, and oops, 
reset everything again. I don't know why I didn't save it. I probably did and then deleted some file or something. I definitely forgot the admin password to uh, the, the Wi-Fi network uh, at one point. But then I remembered it. But so, it took me a long time to figure out what it was. So I just put a link in Slack. What happens when you click that? Uh, it forwards me to this page. It's looking for a router. Yep. That is so weird. Does it load your page? Or does it, it load your router settings? Yeah, so what it does for me is it literally... Wow, that's even funny. Yeah, so uh, uh, I think it was last week, I came home and the network wasn't very responsive. And so then I, you know, went into the router and the modem and restarted them. And then the router said, hey, you have a firmware update. And I'm like, yeah, firmware. Oh, yeah, do it. And of course, I do it. And then the whole thing just explodes and starts redirecting me to this weird place, router.asus.com. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, it's, what it, actually, it's actually pretty cool. So you log in just like you did before with LOL Admin 404, of course, Universal Standard Password. And, yep. um, you know, it just works, no problem. But what's weird is that it just uses this completely arbitrary and external domain name to log in. Yep. Yeah. No, 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 if I'm a big fan of that. So it has its own DNS server saying. Yeah, I'm sure it's doing something horrible. So, like, we, uh, the one that I put in Slack is the one that I know uh, works for a router that I've used uh, for some time. Yeah. Which um, is, is, a, is a Netgear one, but it's even more generic. Um, but I believe the way it looks, I did a trace route on it once, and it actually doesn't ever hit that. It just has that, that yeah. DNS yep. overridden mm -hmm. at the router level. And I, and I am using the uh, Google DNS on the router, so I thought uh -huh. that was also funny. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think it probably just does like an Etsy host sort of thing to yep. to make that work. But you're right. It is very strange. And I for a while, I forgot what that was. I had to go back and look it up. And then then the router told me that there's an app available. And so I can I can view stuff about the um, modem slash I mean the router. Like I can I can view here the real time traffic speeds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I can view how many wireless and wired devices are connected. We've got a total of 14 right now. Right on. I can see how much CPU I'm using on the router, 15%. Wow. I can see RAM, but nothing else than that, I think. And it's always, you know, it's got its wonderful 64 megs. Yeah. It doesn't tell me. Oh, it does tell me. So I have, oh, I'm at 39% right now for CPU. It's right on. jumping between 15 and 40. Uh, That's okay, cool so, that it does it, though. So for RAM, I've got 24% in use. For a total of 250, 234 megs. Hmm. So that's, a, that's nice. a fair bit of RAM in that router. It's pretty impressive. It says 64, 32 years used. Oh my gosh, my server has 1,483 open sessions. What does that mean? I don't know. And my desktop that's... has 312. I don't know what an open session means. Uh, uh, it means that it probably sent the HTTP keep alive headers. Maybe. Yeah, I guess if it's running a web, web server, which is what it's doing. That's a lot yeah. of concurrent sessions. Yeah, it might be worth rebooting. <laughs> I booted it up like, uh, hold on. One year ago. An hour and twenty-seven minutes ago. Yeah, it's pretty. Copy a file to it. Maybe, maybe. Just a second, I'll be, I'll be right back, guys. Maybe sessions okay. in this case means like threads or something, because that's more plausible. Or like an individual request from or to itself. Yeah. I don't know. I bet Plex uses a lot because it does send stuff back up to Plex and then mm -hmm. across the network and it's DLNA and all that stuff. What's interesting is looking at the UPnP table and just seeing how much 
how many insane amounts of ports that are being forwarded all over the place. All the ports. It's like a list. Uh, come on, hold on. It's got to load. Oh, this is the slowest, slowest router ever. Oh, device list. Because this one doesn't even support Wi-Fi built into it. So it just says everything is connected over Ethernet. But we all know that's a lie. Lies. Okay, I'm trying to figure out where I can do DHCP stuff. Um, hmm. There's an update for uh, what was the airport extreme a couple weeks, a couple a week or two ago. I think I tweeted about it. First update in three years, or yeah, the extreme. I don't remember what it was. Some little bug fix. Well, it's always good when you get an update. And I thought that was kind of strange because I feel most routers that are three years old are just ignored and companies say, oh, just buy a new one. Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt. I was really surprised that my thing got an update and here we are. Nice. They probably just, just wanted does... to change that, that copyright date from 2014 <laughs> to 2016. Like, yeah. A, a single byte change. Yeah. That would be a small installer if they did it right. Yeah, they probably didn't do it right. Flash the whole thing over. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that game. Welcome. No problem. Right. So, what do you say? Should we get this thing rolling? Sure. Do we have? Do we have enough notes? Are we? Are we looking good? I'm feeling all right with that. So, some Ryan stuff and some WWDC stuff. It's a lot of Ryan stuff. I mean, are, are we sure? I can. I can write some stuff about what I'm. What I'm up to. Yeah, you're up to actually something. You should be yeah. up to doing that. Sort of secret. <laughs> Oh no, what have I done? I don't know, where'd you go? Did you just, like, crash? He just yeah. left the Google Doc. Yeah. I'm back, don't worry. Okay, there we go. What is going on? I cannot figure out where I specify a device to maintain a static IP on the network. Hmm. Still on the topic of routers, does your router have a, a place for application uses to automatically have port forwards things? It's like a list of hundreds of different applications and games on mine. Mm, let me take a... On the router or the modem? On uh, Well, mine's another router. Well, okay, so... My, my wireless router is in bridge mode, so it's not actually Let's routing. See, port forwarding, uh... Hmm. Mine's under applications. That's uh, a be mine is where is mine? Administration? No. WAN. WAN, I found it. Yeah, port forwarding. Uh yeah, mine has the, the so my my router has the biggest list of games. It's called the famous games list. There's okay. a, there's there's eleven of them. Age of Empires, BitTorrent, Counter Strike, PlayStation Two Warcraft 3, <laughs> WoW, and Xbox Live. That's it. Mine has things from Age of Empires, Age of Empires 2, Age of Empires 3, Age of Mythology, Alien vs. Predator 2. It's just games after games through Civ, Civ 4. I mean, through 2009. And then at the end, it has um, like some game consoles, DirecTV receivers, iTunes Music Share. Why would that be open? That sounds strange. Some... Uh, VPN things, mail servers, SSH. Uh, 
I'll run web server and point it to my server. We'll see if that works. Well, you you have that um, you have the VPS now, so now you can make your own dynamic DNS stuff. Right. Yeah, I'd have to figure out what what is that a cron job that pings. Yeah. The... So on the on the computer that is the server, it's a cron job that pings you the real VPS, and then the VPS can act use the uh, DigitalOcean or Linode. Uh, words are missing here. Uh, API, and the API can update the DNS records dynamically. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Uh, well, since, since he's here, he's uh, let's see if this works. Uh, hopefully, this doesn't take my network down. <laughs> that doesn't look like it will. That's what they hopefully. all say. Hmm. I don't know if Plex is designed to run at port 80, but we'll see. All right, do you see anything when you load this? Spinning, 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 connecting, spinning, connecting, spinning. Um, unable, to, unable to connect. Yeah, it doesn't look like okay. it. Well, whoa, whoa, what was that? What? I don't know. I heard something upstairs. Oh, okay. Loud. The dog is right here, so it wasn't the dog. I'm I'm looking at your um, CSS um, framework. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, it, it it looks pretty pretty nice. Yep, these are on a couple projects already. It's kind of neat. Um, so I can seem to ping that server. I'm gonna try to end that bit. I hope that's all right. Okay, hold on. Wait, let me uh, enable that again real quick. Well, right now it's just my my router. I don't know if port eighty is being forwarded correctly or not. Let me try it one more time. Uh, Wow, supports modern browsers, including IE8. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big uh, that's a that's a big thing for us. Uh, we want to make sure that um, while while we we want to be able to use the really awesome things that push the web forward, um, we also need to make sure we support our clients who are not so interested in. Um, modern browsers or stuff like that so <laughs> yeah i know how that is so um what do you guys do if you even have done it or know for like alerts server alerts no like like if you had a like so like like dialog boxes on the client side so like if you had a thing and you had to pop up yes or no like a confirm button like cancel or confirm oh um so i i did have to do that at, at one point um, but instead of using a, instead of using an, an, a, an alert like that with a script mm -hmm. or a, conf a confirmation window like that, yep. um, I bake it into the page. Oh, so you're using some front endy thing and, uh, making that a part of the page. Yeah. Well, in this, in this case, because it's a rails app, um, it, I can use the, the flash function. Of right. It, right. Of course. Right? Yep. And that's what I do instead for things like, uh, this password is the word password. Please stop. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whoa. That is a funny one. I like that yeah. one. Uh, we, we were told not to put Easter eggs in, but I don't think that's an Easter egg, even though it is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an Easter egg. That is really kind of funny. I think I have to do that now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so here, let me, let me link in what I want to use. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, the fun thing about SpaceBase is it's it's free and open source. It's on the GitHubs. I put a link in the show notes uh-huh. for Sweet Alert in the fringe section. And so if you click on the bu- uh, button on the left, you can see a horrible alert. And if you click the button on the right, you can see a pretty sweet alert. So I'm wondering, is this a... So is that actually updating the way that the alerts display from the browser? Or no. is it just a fancy model? Yeah, it's a, well, the, it's a fancy modal. Yeah. But I do like that. I believe the... I'm here, no, that is system Because the, the alerts on Safari changed pretty recently to be yeah. from like a window decorated thing that's handled by the OS to like a little another view in the browser. So you can still switch tabs and things like that. Yeah. No, in this case, it's a really fancy looking modal. Um, okay, so we really like this at work. And the problem, though, is that it does not support IE8, of course. Why would it? Of course it doesn't. Why would it? Yeah. yeah. So what does it support uh, It support. It seems to support 9 and above and... Uh, you know, like, okay, so it supports nine, but the icons aren't animated, but I don't care. Ten it, on ten, it works. Safari four and up, Firefox three and up, Chrome fourteen and up, and Opera fifteen and up, which is everybody else basically. Right, Those are way back, like Firefox three. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I'm okay with that, and so I guess what I would have to do in order to make this work is make a shim around it. Yeah. So what I would do is instead of calling it directly, so instead of calling Sweet Alert, we would call yeah. something else. And then if it detects IE8-ness, it would just use a regular dialog yeah. box prompt. Yeah. Um, and so it seems like a lot of... I mean, I really like it, and everybody else yeah. really likes it. And that's cool, but then I have to, I'm have i the one who's responsible for writing the ship. That's true. There might be some way that you can... So like I know that like the way that I handle ie8 and under um or really i guess just ie8 but ie8 and under essentially mm-hmm. uh is with um conditional conditional tags in right. html yeah so i'm wondering if there's some way well that you could do that without really having a shim right but you could just say uh you could just say if if this script didn't load basically right right is is that better than a shim? That no, might not be I think the shim. shim is easier because we're doing the code bundling now anyway. Oh right, because I forced them. Right, right, right. Or I'm going to force them. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see about that. Yeah, there are a couple really. So we have a a, a group at work that's um, so all the engineering folks are doing kind of like a uh, they're calling it the summit, and basically everyone uh, who has a presentation idea presents a presentation idea. And uh, then they they present it at the summit. And a couple of people are doing build systems. Somebody's doing React. And this this person is like immortal or like a super awesome uh, web developer. Like this this is a person who like integrated WordPress and Magento, which is like a heavy lift beyond which yes. uh, the proportions mm-hmm. of which I've uh, I can only imagine. So yes, um, and and uh, this person's doing a talk on React, I believe. Um, so that's going to be like what um and there's some other kind of cool stuff that's going on there too but um uh where was i going with this um the the build pipeline one is one that i'm really looking forward to on that did all the dishes <laughs> just fall down sounds about right um, that doesn't sound good ice maybe we're having some people over this evening so that was ice oh, i think yeah 
That sounded very dangerous. Through my headphones, I couldn't really tell. Something <laughs> happened. Though. I might want to. Yeah, I might want to uh... investigate. Yeah, that's, I, that's definitely ice. That's um, very that's... cold. This is a giant tray that it just falls into, and then they're dumping it into bags or something. Maybe it was just your keyboard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good one. Gulpfile.js. There it goes again. It's not the quietest thing, that's for sure. Uh, but it's awesome. It that's is. right. Everybody at work has these really amazing mechanical keyboards. Oh. Uh, and I'm just like rolling with my uh, Apple Bluetooth keyboard. And they're like, that's like the opposite of a mechanical keyboard. Like, <laughs> yes, true yes, story. I do miss my Apple keyboard, though. But I, don't, I won't use it because it doesn't have backlighting, which isn't too big of a problem during the day, at least. Mm-hmm. But just this one is was pricey and i have to use it because it was that's nice you know once your <laughs> standard desktop keyboard has backlighting you don't go back i know it's, that's that's true. the worst really so at work one uh carl who sits across from me he has that das keyboard or is it das keyboard das, das keyboard das yes. keyboard but with the faceless keys and so, I so I can type on it. Like I've had to help him with code, and so I've just I've just taken over a couple of times. And but what's what's insane though is because it has no key faces. You know, you it does, but it does have those home row key nubs. Yeah, little race yeah. things. I literally have to use them in order to know where the keys are. Right. And so very often, if I don't start on home row, I will be one key off. Like I know where the keys are, sort of. Right. Oh man, is it bad? Understood. That sound tricky. So I, I put a link in the fringe notes again, and this time it's for a gulp file. Oh yeah. Oh, I looked at this before it was at this point. Yeah, I was. I was trying to figure out. So we have a lot of JavaScript now, and it's killing everybody, mostly just me actually. And I was trying to figure out how to bundle it all up. So you don't have tons of files. Well, I don't mind having tons of files, but what I don't want is tons of includes on each page. Instead of having, yeah. you know... So, so just fewer requests that each yeah, page makes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I also want our code to be, and I'm going to butcher this word, idempotent. Yeah. Okay. And basically, I want all the code to be able to load, but only the code that's necessary to run and not to interfere with the other code. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so quite a few people did not write their code right, and so this will help them do it right. Nice. Oh no! But it's really cool. So, have you ever used the Gulp notifier? It's really cool. Like, when I've I or I used Gulp a bit last summer when I was uh, going down a, a node path for a website that I eventually stopped. But I built Gulp for a couple weeks and it was a lot of fun. Like this, this notifier. Whenever I get when whenever there's an error, it'll print out there was an error, and then the line number and the column number and the file name. That's really cool. Nice. And then it'll tell you if the, if it succeeded or not. And it's really nice. It actually works really well. Right on. That does sound awesome. But it only took me like two and a half days to figure out how Gulp worked. Like That's true. Everybody had outdated packages and outdated... It's you know, insane in- in- how fast yeah. the JavaScript... Like, I try and load up my my website, you know, that's right now on old.brian.me and yeah. it... It just will not build because it every the, the dependencies are so gone, gone. Yeah, and I, I don't think it runs on it runs on Node four, but tests uh-huh. don't pass. Travis CI says it fails. Yeah, so it must be a low. I don't know. It's, I'm, 
Not good. I installed um, Node 6, I think, right? Pretty sure. Uh-huh. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. See, that's why I stay away from this Node stuff. Like, I don't... It, it's it's moving too fast, and I don't trust it very much. But if you if you fix the versions of a certain number, then you're then you're always fine, right? Just like Rails. Yeah, but <laughs> if you if you don't continuously fix the versions, at no. But if you but if you keep them all at the same time at the same version number as when you originally wrote the code, and never make any changes after you finish it, then you're good. <laughs> also, never have to reinstall the static That's dynamicness. True. It's wonderful. Yeah. Exactly. So, so what I'm doing for this this gulp thing here is I have this file, and then I have Browserify looking at the root source index file, mm-hmm. which okay. basically just contains a bunch of includes. Mm-hmm. And I guess the question is, is that really the best way to do it? Um, I'm not, I'm not offended by that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I know, but it's like... So I guess the options are I either list all the files out in an array here or I list out all the files as in- requires in that index file. Right. Yeah. See, so I'm wondering if you could like statically versus versus requiring them like like requiring them with with a require statement is what you're saying, right? Yeah, I I, I can paste in that one too. Hold on. Let me find my bitbucket bucket where are you yeah so what i'm doing here is i have an index.js and it it right now it's just requiring five files but you know same yeah. idea how do i edit a gist think i would know is that a little pencil button one does not simply edit a github gist uh just duplicate it and make another one <laughs> okay well it's the same url so just refresh i guess uh-huh. Should be down below. Yep. So, I mean, as you can imagine, those those are the five files, or yeah, five no six files, but there will be more. Like there are more. I just started with those few right now. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so I could either list them out all here, and so these would be the application files, right? Or I could list them in you know just in an array up in the gulp file. Along with the vendor dependencies, which I have to list there anyway. Yeah, that's true. See, that's what I, my inclination would be to put them up there with the vendor dependencies. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 where my brain's at too. Plus one. Plus one. Plus one. There's no Slack bot here to. Uh, to <laughs> yeah, to to to, uh, tr- to trigger and up. explode. Yeah. Yeah. Its its responses are a lot. Very frequent. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Is there a way to tell npm to not require the, like, couldn't could I move the npm file, the gulp file into that, like, deep down nested directory? Does it have to be at your root? Uh, it. So so you want to require your gulp file in. You, you want to put it in like node modules or something? No, I want. Well, what I would prefer. Well, there's no modules. I guess that's a problem on, on its own. Well, so yeah. the gulp file is in you know the the root directory of our of our huge Java project. Right. And, and it looks and it looks silly. A lot. You know, it, it looks silly. Like all the Java developers are going to be like, "Why is there JavaScript here? I'm old." <laughs> that's true. That is what they said to me too. 
Um, in my day, we had to print our code out on paper. Yep, yep. Everything was capitalized because it was cobalt. Um, <laughs> oh, shout it. <laughs> uh, yes, everything ends in exclamation points because it's Ruby. What? Oh. Um, no, I love Ruby. What am I? What am I saying? Ruby is pretty neat as far as languages go. But um, you're right. That that is a problem. I don't know about any way to like. I guess if you have like a package.json too, is well, that is I have, that? Yeah, I have that. You might be able to go squirrel this gulp file away in some other fo- folder and with package.json refer to like npm run gulp or npm right. run build yeah, okay. or something. Yeah. But does that does that does that get you anything past being able to just run gulp? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> right? But if you're already run, using an npm script to do that build. Yeah, I, I am using an npm script because I didn't install gulp globally. Oh, yeah, well then totally do that if, if it helps to scroll that away. Yeah. I bet you can do something like that. You know it's a bad sign when you can recognize people by their um, GitHub handle. Yeah, well, so here, here's an interesting thing. Um, our internal GitHub uses our public GitHub username, so everyone's got these weird names, mm. um, which is kind of fun. They were like, I have no idea what your GitHub username means, and I don't care. And I'm like, same. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's really all you need to know. Yep. So I, I am wondering about the the hooks that we could um, that might be used with npm. I'm 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 looking at it here, but I guess I don't, I don't know. You might be able to do something like lint test. Um, like the trick is, how do you make it something? idiomatically named in such a way that it doesn't make you feel sad mm-hmm. oh build yeah that's what they do build <laughs> duh i feel goofy now well so for my tasks is that what we're talking about yeah yeah for my tasks it's just npm gulp and then npm gulp production well okay npm run gulp but you know what i mean right right the blog post i just put in the notes is uh is kind of a neat way to approach it too. npm run build, npm run build js, npm run build css. Right. That's kind of all right. It's it's that's a very Ruby way to deal with things. I feel with semicolon or with the with the colon separating things. But I yeah. think npm run gulp is also is also a pretty. Mm, nice that's a way good. It's a good thing. I probably should build a clean a clean command. Yeah, because I guess I, the only thing I wonder is if if you've got Java developers um to 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 worry about here right yep. um are they going to be like well this new gulp fanciness is just uh you know i don't like it when 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 i was your age we used build tools not gulp this is a yeah, build tool right? i am literally the branch name is javascript build tool i know i'm joking i'm joking they're gonna but love if they, it if they have to run gulp though they might be like well we didn't name our build tools after soft drinks oh is that what it's <laughs> named after well, like a big gulp, like at Seven Eleven. Is that, that what it's named that? after? I don't know. It might be. Might uh, not be. I don't know. I thought it was That's a fish. Fun. Gulp. No, gulp is uh, their their logo is a um a pop uh thing. Well, when like, I went to gulpjs.com, dot com, it really isn't anything. Oh, well, it used to be. Let me see. Gulp. That, is that gulp signature thing? Oh wow, their site is. Oh, it is. It is a soft wow. drink. Okay, I get it. Wow, that's that. Who knew? 
But it's it's also a Boku product, which is kind of neat. Boku is pretty neat as far as people oh, do cool things. That makes more sense for it being called Gulp as well. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> so guess what I just figured out on my uh, my UPnP list on my router. My what did you figure out? Was uh, forwarding port twenty two to itself. Nice. Oh, nice. SSH uh, into your printer. Only it it says connection refused when I try and SSH into it, so I don't know what's going on. Fine. So I remembered again that I can't forward ports because it says there are existing ports being forwarded. Like there's an existing one that I can't forward anymore. That I don't know what's doing it because it's not listing anything as being forwarded. Uh. So that's probably why nothing's working. It probably yeah. broke and actually can't forward anything because there's some issue. I just nmapped you. Sorry about that in advance. No problem. <laughs> it says that your it says that your uh, your what ports are open. It says that all ports are filtered, which means that they we can't tell whether they're open or not, and they're mm. probably closed. Okay. Um, all 100 scanned ports are filtered. Oh my gosh, that was good. So, yeah. Um, well, services service blocking is not enabled. Website blocking is not enabled. I don't know what's going. I think I just need to like wipe this thing and start it over again. Yeah, you oh. might be able to pick up a new uh, a new router from a place that's not awful. I think um, who was it? I've been oh, trying to convince my parents to buy one, but I also don't uh, live here that frequently. Though I am now here for the summer, so it's okay. Now it says it's accessible outside the network again somehow. Wow, that's neat. That's UPnP way, but you guys weren't able to connect, were you? Uh, no. But I'm gonna try again. I'm also gonna map twelve port twelve thousand five hundred thirty-one. <laughs> telling me that this is what it's on right now. I'm also gonna try an SSH into your printer. I hope that's okay too. Go for it. It's not working. Okay, I was about to ask, do you have a printer? Do I have a printer? No, no. Does Brian have a printer? Yeah, it's some uh, Samsung laser color printer that we got many years ago. Um, okay, because it would kind of fancy. You can actually funny if you didn't have a printer. <laughs> Actually, hold on. I've connected to its web server, though. Um, I think it's six. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got its own web server and everything. Contact Brian, location basement. <laughs> hmm. I'm wondering. Oh, wow. Are there for more updates? I wonder. <laughs> I might have something to do with it, too. Nothing since 2009. Oops. Womp womp. It's okay. So the wire cutter has some ratings for cable modems. I don't know if that'll work because no, because uh, it's centrally it's centrally DSL. Yeah, you can only use basically theirs because they're the only vendor for ADSL two modems, or is it VDSL now? I don't know anymore. Right. Getting uh -oh. too old. Uh, oh wait, no, IPP is on. I don't think ports are forwarded though, so I, we haven't had anything printed to this printer from the outside world before. Hmm, that's good. Though, would you like to try? <laughs> I guess so. I, I probably shouldn't, though. That's true. Well, let's see if it'll forward port 631. Maybe, maybe it'll agree with me today. Let's see. It's looking like it's uh, taking it. All right. Same, same IP address, of course, right? Yeah. Let me see. I think 631 is the right port for IPP. Yep. So if I just um, buy out a printer. Well, when I went there, it said con content length 262, c cache control, no cache, 
Invalid request. Yeah, but no, no, that's that. It's the the support for um, printing on. It must be also running a web server there. Well, that's pretty cool. So if you send it something, it should print it. I think. Well, okay. I'm not going to do that, but <laughs> I, I might try. We'll see. Okay. Sure. It looks like it worked vaguely. We'll try a text only. We'll try to send it something text only. Like so, what? Do you, what do you do to do that? Like what is that? You add a new IP or IP printer and point it to to uh, the IP address of my house, and then it should just work. Well, I well. think. Maybe. I'm going to close this real quick, though, once we're done. What does one print? I'm going to try to print from the command line. Me like too. A, like a 12-year-old. <laughs> Sometimes that's the most reliable way to print in uh, my in the computer science lab. And, of course, if you search for the words command line, you most certainly do not get Linux. I could also um, do LPR, LPD, or raw TCP IP printing if you want even more options. Oh. But IPP is right now in port 631. Oh, well. Well, that changes things. Yeah, you should try LPR. LPR would make life easier. Okay, that would be 515. Give me a second. Yep. It's a waste of our time, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, but somehow I love it. Yeah, me too. Yep, zero authentication schemes. <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean, by default, it isn't open to the outside world. So, oh, it's a user authentication. What could I hook it up to? This is the part where you set up LDAP? <laughs> yeah, probably. Get your LDAP out of here. Oh, there are local address books I can make, if that's what it's talking about. I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, I can do firmware upgrades. Let's see if there is an update. I hope there is. This is an old printer. <laughs> oh, gosh, caps lock was on. I shouted that mess that search. Oh, my gosh. I just printed something on my own printer <laughs> <laughs> using LPR. That's not what I wanted. I mean, it worked, but that's not what I wanted. Oh wow, wow! I hear that. That is that is so good. In the, so this is the biggest waste of paper I have perhaps ever caused in my existence. I will take a picture of it and tweet it. It wasn't like solid black, was it? No, um, literally, it's this nice big sheet of paper, and in the in the top upper right hand corner, maybe like twelve point, maybe nine point font, is the word LOL because I just ran echo. <laughs> Echo LOL and type it to LPR. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. That's great. Well, that was fun. <laughs> New tweet. I must investigate. Oh, and the inflatable shark. <laughs> and that's in what? Like Courier or whatever default font it is? I love how the L's look like ones. Mono space for the win. You bet. Angela not responding. Here's a. I just see a, a screenshot on Twitter of someone running Windows 2000 with a prompt 
window pop up saying upgrade to Windows 10. Oh, <laughs> same. Same. Who knows? It could be fake. I wouldn't imagine Windows 2000 computers would be compatible with Windows 10. Probably not. So I'm on the printer downloads site, and it's just drivers for OSs, not anything about firmware. But at one point, there was support for Mac OS 10.3. It's been a while. Yeah, that's pretty surprising. I'm going to go downstairs. This will be like half a ream of paper out, isn't there? Nah. Nah. It still doesn't look like LPR uh, is open. It doesn't look like the protocol is open. It's possible. My, that, my router could be having lots of issues. Well, or it's, is possible, it, it's possible that Quest just doesn't want you to, hey, okay. Or it's this is new. Doesn't be UDP. It's TCP right now. No, TCP seems fine. So it does look like uh, the only ports, ports that are open are 631 and 515. Um, On my house? Yeah. Okay. That's good then. That's all that should be open, so. I can also open raw TCP IP printing. Hmm. Let me just try one other thing here. Uh, server reports. Try the LPC. Oh, what is SNMP support? Awesome. I should set up a... Uh, Pager? Oh, uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, Nagio server or something. That's you. So check your printer real quick. <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. Stand by. I need to go downstairs. Good luck. Be right back. I hope you sent him LOL. I did. Good. This is the la- this is the last time I'm gonna try. I don't want to get like banned for life from, from Quest. <laughs> I don't think that's really abuse at all, though. Well, I I might have just accidentally instead of end mapping Brian's house and mapped his neighborhood. <laughs> um, I'm sure that happens why, routinely. Which is why you should not use end map. <laughs> but there's no way that they'll ever notice. I don't know. Quest does not have the time of day for people. That's true. That's true. But yeah, because I well, let's let's put this in Slack. This belongs in Slack. Oh, Brian's typing. Oh. Nothing. Whoa. I'm back. Nice shirt, Hi. by the way. Oh yeah, it's the Tweetbot shirt. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I ordered Brought that. On Cotton I, Bureau. I, yeah, well, I ordered I, that. Um, ATP shirt. ATP shirt. I'm sure it'll get here some month from now. I kind of wish I would have got that now, but okay, I'm gonna copy this to somewhere else. And do it. Dog. Such a cute sounding dog from way over here. Hey, that's my dog. Yes. yes, it is. She is a goofball. Did so I t- are, are we going to give up on the printer? Should I close the ports? <laughs> probably. It's yeah. probably yeah. for the best. I think, 
I think that's it's not going to work. I think closing them is probably better than keeping them open. Yeah, yeah. Until, you know, some Russian hacker prints you some Russian words. Especially when it when uh, direct th- like physical things can happen because yeah. of it, mm-hmm. and money can be spent. Well, until you run out of printer paper. That's true. Yep, that's true. Or or toner. Aggressive OS guesses. Interesting. Yeah, right. That's why I'm not quite sure if I if I was uh, looking at you or your entire neighborhood. Because um, well, HP Pro Curve Switch. That hmm. wouldn't be you. You're not running one of those. <laughs> no. But what kind um, of neighborhood would have that? But well, it's running on. You're detecting. It's double checking. It's yes, the red IP. It could be. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. Uh, Zytel is having fun OS confusingness going on for NMAP. I don't know. See, my my guess my guess is that what happens is that um, be, because because CenturyLink is it is not run by dummies. They can tell when an NMAP request is being made, and they can say, "Oh, whatever. You're not going to get any any actual human stuff. We're yeah. just gonna, we're just going to fake it." Yeah, maybe because it's it's saying the switch level. HP embedded ninety seven percent, Linksys embedded eighty eight percent, Cisco or Cisco Cat OS, uh, that is a long one. HP Procurve, e- Linksys Etherfast Router, Cisco. So it's just like the big three names. Yeah, multiple models. Models. <laughs> but it might also be that it's not super awesome because it can't determine. Entirely, that all those other ports are closed. It can only determine that those two ports are open or were open. Yeah. So, hmm. who knows? Maybe that's just what it defaults to. <laughs> That'd be kind of goofy. What do you say? Should we start this? This? Uh, yeah, thing, I think we should. Right. Is... About time. Are we capping this at forty-five thirty? Oh yeah, somebody. Uh, Brandon's the timer master. Sure, sounds good. Want me to run? We'll use GNOME Timer again. You want to use yours? No, no, I'm just fine. It's easy to use. Everybody knows how it works. Uh, good old GNOME Timer. We'll do. Put it for forty. Assuming I can sort out how to share my screen again. Come on, share screen. Share screen. First start. Did you guys see the BitCam app? That yes, I love I it. Put out. Oh, that's wonderful! I love it so much. I Craig, Craig goes so into the 1996 thing too. Very true. Very true. See, I'm wondering if pop-ups are blocked. I want because I'm actually using Chromium for the first time Ew. Uh, to make this work because somehow I managed to get um, I managed to get the drivers. Um, let's see. So if I look at pop-up settings. Up. Allow exceptions. Start at google.com because whatever. Oh no, I'm so awful at typing today. Some days it's just like that. There we go. Let's try this. So if I do that now, if I try to pull up share screen, there should be. Okay, let me reload. He left the conversation. Hey, he's he's back. Okay. Maybe you will have to use the, your web timer because okay, that's okay. Nope timer, nope timer is uh, not nearly enough. I could here. I'll look at the Mac. I'll look at the Mac App Store for some random timer. See if there's anything on there. So 
Sounds good. There's, there's no clocks app for OS X yet. Ooh, these all look horrible. Maybe not. We should use your, your timer. Yeah, why is there, you know, I'm going to add something to my WWDC predictions, and that is uh, a clock <laughs> for Mac a OS. clock? An, an actual clock app. It'll never leave 1.0.0. Indeed. Oh, hold on. I have an app for you guys. I'll talk yeah. about it in the show. Sweet. Mac app. Maybe you'll use it. Who knows? Right on. Okay, I'm ready whenever. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Are we all ready Place for the marker, Mr. Rumpersack? Uh, should I start? Should I make a timer over here on my screen, or? Yeah, that'd probably be the best. How do I do these things? I could do it too. What's the domain again? Uh, it's ifhubdown.com/timer. Okay. Good. And then I plug in duration forty. Okay, let's go. Go. Woohoo! So. Ryan, I went to blog.ryanrepresent.com and it directed me to adept.work. What? And gave me a SSL certificate error. Oh no. No, blog works for me. TLS. Blog blog.ryanrepresent.com or blogs. I'm pretty sure it was just blog. Maybe I didn't actually though. Yeah, blog.ryanrepresent.com gives me to your link shortener, but it doesn't change the URL. Let me try in a different browser or something. I'm going to try Chrome, which is... Oh, uh, weird. Okay, that worked when I clicked it on from Slack. What happened? Oh, that's strange. It works for me. It's not great, but it works for me. Um, so I think you because... might be going to the HTTPS version. Oh, okay, no. yeah. That, that would be why. And, okay. And so that is really cool on defined behavior. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yes, that's what I'm seeing. So it seems like it's your virtual hosts might not be configured in the way that you want them. I didn't configure them. It did. (laughs) And so thus, the lessons have been learned. Yeah, because it's just saying everything on this host should go to, should get a dev.work certificate. Which, well, only, yeah. Well, let's see. Who else? Uh, Because Ryan Rampersad is also protected properly. That's true. That's true it is. Huh. I wonder if there's like a, a wild card that's uh, causing problems. See, I don't, I don't, this is the reason why I, I might have mumbled about this before. Um, but um, this is the reason why I don't like using Chrome because Chrome Chrome is too strict for me. But that's all right. I like, I like Chrome. Chrome is good. I mean, it's not like I'm going to use Edge. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Wow. I have a lot of websites. Okay. Um, who am I looking for? Let's hmm. look at the adept.work-le-conf. Uh, oh. Right. I have to say, I need to get going. Yep. Um, do you want to just or choose? Title? Yes, title. Title me up. Um, let's... I managed to close a Google Doc, so I will allow you all to pick. Okay, I, so... I really like excuse thyself. Go for it. <laughs> Sounds good. Brand, Brandon said it. So, so I should I should read it then. Is that is no, that no, I'm that's hearing? fine. I can read it. Uh, but we also need a subtitle. Um, um, Billy Graham Auditorium. <laughs> Somersault and light me on fire. 
slightly all right with it. <laughs> that, that's good. I, I appreciate those. We can just use thyself and slightly all right with it. The wording is funny. Do we want an extra word? Um, I'm. You could do I'm slightly all right with it. Okay. That would be okay. Perfect. If that helps, if that helps the flow. Yep, that's fine. Okay, I'll record that after. And then uh, I think we have to do. I just end map to you. Sorry in advance. Yeah, definitely that one. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Right on. Excellent. Cool. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks, you guys. Yeah, it was great. See you on the interwebs, and yep. I'll probably catch back up with you guys next weekend if I can't make it to the next special. Yep. I good. am going to Bemidji for a month on Saturday. Okay. What? Bye. So, uh, unsure of when I will be available, but I can probably plan something and have maybe a little shorter episode, but I can likely plan something. Yep. No worries. And we'll we make have, it work. If we, have to get out the, if we have to get out the phone bridge, we can make it happen. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll work. We can we can use Twilio. <gasps> what? Ooh. Cool. My my only concern is I don't know if I will be able to have a like a room to myself to record. So I might Not just you. I might just kind of want to stand outside talking on my phone over Wi Fi or something. I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds of the outdoors. Yeah, I'd be down for it. Yep. Sounds like fun. Sounds good. See you guys have right. a good one. Bye. 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 And that was episode 23 of Podkit. So, uh, while I'm here, uh, I was just looking at my thingamajig, as one does. And so I'm, what I'm looking at here, though, is now see here, be here, be here, see here, do here, something, something, something. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that would work. And I don't know if I really want to do it. Anyway, um, let me record the title. Okay, title time. This is Podkit, episode 23, Excuse Thyself, on Saturday, June 11th, 2016. And now, actually, I'm slightly okay with it. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode has show notes at thenexus.tv slash PK23. Oh, it was pretty good. This is Podkit, episode 23, Excuse Thyself, on Saturday, June 11th, 2016 and now actually i'm slightly okay with it okay second one was maybe better i don't know i can deal with it later um um yeah that's it that's all i got